Latvia Weekly with Otto Taboons and Joe Horgan. Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to the 23rd episode of Latvia Weekly podcast. This week, uh, once again, uh, our colleague Joe Horgan is away at a robotics competition, and that is the reason that uh, we uh, once again uh, have with us our co-host uh, Olive Snickers, uh, who will help us uh, to deal uh, with the very many interesting news that we have had uh, this week. Uh, Olive Snickers uh, is an uh, author, a commentator, and also a PhD student at uh, Riga uh, Stradinja University. So, uh, welcome, Olives. Uh, hello. Uh, thanks, Otto. Hi, everyone. I'm happy to be back in Latvia Weekly, second time. Uh, that is really great. And uh, um, uh, tell us, uh, tell the listeners uh, how your uh, week was, because the spring is here. Oh, yeah. And uh, um, it was very, it was a very interesting week uh, for me personally, and and also in um, Latvian and Riga politics uh, as we will uh, unpack this week so later uh, but uh, I had my first run along the beach mm-hmm. on the seaside and I will tell you later whom I uh, met uh, there oh yes that, that will be quite, quite a surprise and perhaps also uh, s- something more interesting than than the usual political stuff that we discuss oh, yeah, so sure. much <laughs> Let's start with domestic news, and of course the news uh, number one is of course that uh, the Minister for Environmental Defense and Regional Development, Juris Pulce, has sacked Mayor of Riga, Neil Sushikovs, from office on Friday. So two days ago, we could arguably say, was the end of an era of uh, almost a decade of when uh, Mr. Ushakovs held this position. As for administrative act like this, uh, Ushakovs has 30 days to challenge this. However, uh, the Prime Minister, when asked about the decision of Minister Putze, has expressed his trust. It's kind of unbelievable that uh, this decision was finally made. Uh, Minister Juris Putze demonstrated his uh, political courage because it would be possible to remove Mayor Ushkovs from his post earlier, but happened uh, now and, and seems to be right decision. It is true that a discussion on this uh, took already a long time, and we discussed previously that there are many uh, considerations and also perhaps some worries uh, from the government and from the minister in regard to such an action, because uh, I would expect that Mr. Ushkovs would challenge this decision in court and the specific legal aspects of this decision will certainly be scrutinized and it seems that um, although uh, there have been a number of uh, corruption allegations and uh, financial scandals uh, in the Riga City Council and in the Public Transit Authority uh, the main reason for Juris Pulce to take this decision was actually many problems and uh, apparently observable um, violations of uh, administrative law in regard to the operations uh, in regard to operating the city council itself as we uh, mentioned it before and uh, 
Although Mr. Ushakov denounced uh, the allegations uh, that Yuris Putsa included in the letter that we discussed before as um, politically motivated and legally weak, in his answer to the ministry he actually agreed with two of the points put forward by the minister. And so at least uh, there are two of these um, violations of law that even uh, Mayor himself has accepted and probably the other allegations that were included in this letter now might go um, to a court uh, which will then decide how much of that is valid and how much of that isn't. Right, we also hear uh, speculations um, from journalists and other commentators that probably uh, Mr. Ushakovs might feel uh, relieved and happy about this situation actually as he's going for European Parliament elections as the leader of the Harmony Party list and it's quite clear what will happen to Mr. Ushakovs but there is one thing which is not certain yet mm-hmm. and this is what will happen with, with his two cats Oh yes, Kuzia and Muris, uh, the two cats that have uh, lived uh, in his office and have had a very considerable social media presence and also a pair that is probably among the most loved inhabitants of the city council building. (laughs) I saw one uh, picture where both cats looked very upset Mm -hmm. and kind of worried about what will happen to them, so I hope they'll be fine oh yeah because I, I could share their worries because imagine if you had the chance like to live in the, the big and very nice Riga City Council building and probably roam around everywhere now it will be a question whether they will have to move to maybe they will go to Brussels that is a big likelihood and so probably they won't be looking forward to flying uh, in a plane and of course they won't get their seats they will have to go in the small boxes yeah in, exactly hopefully yeah. they are cheap and uh, have all necessary vaccines as they can travel. So that their move to Brussels isn't delayed due to quarantine uh, (laughs) issues. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yet back to politics, this will give him the basis uh, to explain his voters why he has decided to leave Riga City Council because the situation has become untenable politically and he can denounce the uh, legal aspects of the accusations and this might actually serve as a popularity boost uh, not only for uh, Yuri Sputza who has taken this decision in the eyes of uh, people who were not fond of the Harmony Party but also for uh, Nils Ushakovs in mustering the support among his loyal voters. And I think this situation may have uh, bigger consequences on Latvian politics because in this situation the support might change towards the Harmony Party as they leader, recent mayor Ushakovs, now is in trouble and the support of the voters towards the Harmony Party may shift during the next coming elections. Mm-hmm. So let's see uh, how the situation develops, but of course that is a milestone in uh, Latvian politics and we'll probably have a separate episode where we will deal with the legacy that Mr. Ushakovs has left behind. So that certainly will uh, make uh, big waves in the uh, Latvian political sea. And if we continue on the endeavors of uh, Minister Putz, uh, he has also commented on the regional reform that is on its tracks uh, to be implemented uh, in uh, the short in the short term. 
and he has told that uh, the regional reform uh, would depend on the number of school-aged children in a given municipality, which uh, makes it easy for experts and demographers to estimate the minimum required number of children to actually set up a municipality. A model like that would lead to the conclusion that a municipality has to have a minimum of 11,000 to 14,000 people, Minister said recently this week. According to the model proposed by the Minister, the Republican cities as we know now, which are nine Republican cities such as Riga, Jelgava, Liepāja, Ventspils, Rezekne, Jākapils and Daugavpils and Valmiera, uh, will uh, become outdated and that most of uh, these cities uh, will join uh, municipal territory and will not uh, stand separately. The only exceptions that he mentioned might be Riga, which is very populous, and Jurmala. I think that this is a, a very important step and uh, to resolve the administrative reform hand-in-hand with the education reform and specifically the optimization of the school network. Um, Otherwise we will still have the waste of resources with having the school buildings that don't have enough students in them and we will not have the possibility to raise the salaries of the teachers. And also access to the all public goods for the people at, at the countryside is a very important aspect of successful uh, regional reform and hopefully it, it, this will help in this regard as well. Yeah, uh, and seems that uh, the ministry is uh, set to have this reform done in a, a year or a two year time uh, so that it also uh, coincides with the new period of the European budget and so that it would be um, easier uh, to um, apply for European funds and that the administrative structure would be clear. If we change our perspective from the ministries and the municipalities to the uh, civic society, the field of journalism has uh, created uh, some big stories this week as well, isn't it, Olives? Oh yes, uh, new head of uh, Latvian television, Einars Eels, uh, was selected this week, and it it might be good news, as Latvian television now have their new chief, but the problem arises with the procedure of his selection among the other candidates. And the question was his qualification as journalists and the people who follow the process found out that his qualifications were inadequate according to the requirements of law, specifically the need of five-year experience in the media that they say he lacks and so we are in the situation when new head of Latvian television obviously is underqualified and all procedures of his selection were not observed in appropriate manner. Another controversial situation happened when Miss Chesber, who currently is chief of supervisory institution uh, over the Latvian media did not vote uh, for Miss Juhnevice, another candidate for his post, uh, as she then would have two men subordinated to her, making these two misters uh, uncomfortable in this position. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
I think that, that is appalling and uh, probably puts uh, another shade of shadow on uh, the selection process uh, for the head of the Latvian television. I was also amazed to read some parts of the interview uh, with uh, him at the Ir magazine uh, this week and although he showed his uh, motivation to go on and to try to uh, do his job uh, at that same time I was surprised that for example he couldn't uh, name from his memory the three basic principles of Latvian television he had to look them up and um, it, it didn't seem that his qualification uh, for the job didn't seem very obvious in the statements that he provided to the media in the last week. And as Olev's already outlined, the Latvian Association of Journalists, who were uh, one of the institutions that showed their unhappiness with this decision, uh, have also asked the prosecutor to become involved and deal uh, with the specific uh, question of experience and the observation that they had uh, that the new head of television uh, lacks this. And when he was reacting to one journalist uh, this week uh, during live show, he expressed his concerns of the selection procedure and he basically publicly announced that the new head of television is not qualified and, and that should be a mistake what happened. Then uh, Mr. Giels, his reaction was in this situation, the journalist uh, could not express himself in this manner, which in my understanding, he completely doesn't understand what this freedom of speech is about. Exactly, and also the uh, television principles that uh, the journalists have to work uh, under uh, state that that journalists are able to say their opinion although it has to be clearly separated the facts and opinions have to be separated and and in many opinions of other journalists who have commented on this issue uh, they have expressed a view that journalist readers who uh, spoke about this did clearly uh, separate this and it shouldn't be a problem of uh, neither for uh, Mr. Gilles, neither for anyone else. So uh, this is a situation that we'll probably hear much more about in the following weeks. Sure. Uh, if we now turn to our parliament, uh, there has been uh, two major decisions uh, that will be important for society, both on the one hand uh, in regard to uh, the understanding and uh, respect towards history, and on the other hand in regard to uh, public health. As on uh, Thursday, uh, Saima banned uh, Soviet and Nazi uniforms at public gatherings starting January 1st, uh, 2020. Uh, I have to remind that under the existing law, uh, participants of meetings, processions and pickets are already prohibited from using flags, coats of arms, anthems and symbols, including stylized versions of the former Soviet Union and Nazi Germany, uh, which of course were the two totalitarian countries that in the last century uh, occupied Latvia. And uh, this new regulation that Saima accepted uh, would also ban not only th those artifacts, but also uh, the uniforms, uh, so that people wouldn't use them, so that it wouldn't come to anyone's mind uh, to use a Nazi uniform in the march commemorating uh, legionnaires on the March of uh, 16, uh, or, uh, or the day when uh, some people celebrate the 
the Soviet victory in uh, World War II, uh, remembering that the Soviet Union uh, did occupy uh, Latvia at the beginning and uh, at the end of the war. Although this decision has received criticism from the Harmony Party, uh, what some of the deputies are remarking that that would show disrespect uh, towards uh, people who uh, liberated Europe from Nazism. Uh, the uh, members of the coalition have expressed that this decision uh, serves well of the democratic values that we have in Latvia and bans the commemoration of both totalitarian regimes alien uh, to the Republic of Latvia. And also we should understand that these veterans who really fought during the Second World War, mostly they are not alive. And when we see peoples wearing these uniforms during the May of 9 rally near the Victory Monument, these those men and women they didn't participate in that war. They are not veterans. They are just wearing these uniforms and all these medals. And uh, maybe their fathers or grandfathers did that. But it's not fair to say that, that somebody rights uh, would be limited by this uh, decision. And that is, uh, I think, a step in the right direction so that uh, the memory of uh, people who were affected uh, and participated in the war isn't used for uh, political uh, purposes mm -hmm. and for uh, dividing the society. I remember that a couple of years ago I actually saw a person walking in what I afterwards understood was a Soviet uniform around Yalgava on the 9th of May and I was at first unnerved of uh, the uh, site because it wasn't clear of, of what kind of a uniform is that because I, I understood it is not a Latvian uniform or an uh, allied uniform um, it didn't have Latvian or NATO insignia and uh, I think that it is wrong uh, especially in this time of um, hybrid warfare and the situations that we saw in uh, Georgia and in Ukraine uh, of uh, having people with foreign and uh, alien uh, uniforms uh, walking our streets and uh, creating uh, misunderstanding not only in the local society but also among the uh, visitors of our country. Uh, if we look at another important decision by Saima, uh, it has banned openly showing cigarettes at most shops starting October 1st, 2020. As a result, uh, smokers uh, will only be able to buy tobacco by choosing what they want from a simple price list, so shoppers will no longer be presented with a variety of cigarette brands while lining at the checkout. It is important to know that uh, several other European countries already have similar restrictions. Uh, however, uh, there are to be some exceptions to the rule, uh, such as uh, in regard to duty-free shops, such as in Airport Riga, or uh, specialized uh, smoker shops, provided that they are located in individually dedicated premises where goods and trademarks are not visible outside this venue. Uh, Olives, uh, do you think that uh, this uh, decision might help to uh, limit smoking among uh, the society in Latvia? Because it is a large problem, especially uh, among women. Sure, I think every decision which limits selling and buying cigarettes in any way is beneficial to limiting and really 
somehow containing this problem so let's hope this will help as well mm-hmm. uh, and i think that uh, we have in latvia uh, gone a long way uh, remembering how the situation was in the 90s and early 2000s uh, when the people freely smoked uh, around most uh, anywhere uh, and uh, now uh, i understood uh, this change Uh, especially when I had the chance to visit uh, Georgia, where uh, people uh, uh, still are able to smoke almost uh, everywhere. Uh, I happened also to be at a very beautiful wedding, uh, and they had uh, everything was very nice. But when the dancing started, they didn't have to have any smoke effects as they have in discotheques because most of the people smoked, and uh, it was almost difficult to see uh, the bride. And uh, then I understood uh, how far Latvia has gone and also many thanks to the European Union thanks to which uh, the smoking in uh, many public places and 10 meters from the doors of uh, public uh, buildings is prohibited and uh, not to mention uh, smoking uh, indoors which is uh, very uh, limited and in many places impossible these policies are really working and I don't feel uncomfortable as a non-smoker uh, on the streets or in restaurants in Riga so it's It's, it's it's fine so far. Mm-hmm. And speaking of uh, shopping malls uh, where cigarettes won't be on the show, a new shopping mall has uh, opened in Tangaraks, neighborhood of Riga, named Akropole, that we already have had the chance to visit. Part of a Lithuanian mall chain, Uh, the newest mall in the capital was built at the previous location of historically famous Kuznetsov's porcelain factory. And it hosts 170 shops, a cinema, a skating ring and a gym. And uh, this is a part of a trend of international chains such as Ikea, uh, Lidl, uh, Maxima and Rimi making their way in the Latvian market. Of course, uh, Maxima and Rimi being here for a while and Ikea opening their first shop uh, this year and a Lidl planning to do uh, the same thing as well. And in the cinema you can find the first IMAX cinema in Latvia. And uh, it is interesting that uh, previously, we, uh, of, for uh, many of the Latvians who have visited Lithuania, uh, this this was something uh, that uh, we knew when uh, visiting uh, Vilnius, uh, Kaunas or Klaipad, and now something like uh, this uh, we have uh, in Latvia too. Uh, yeah, as uh, Olaf's mentioned, it was quite impressive to see the IMAX, uh, the, the big format cinema, uh, where the screen is uh, much bigger than uh, it is in the usual cinemas. Um, and it is uh, very impressive. Uh, at the same time, I was surprised that um, quite a few of the shops there aren't well known in Latvia, and uh, some of them were part of the Lithuanian chains. It was interesting when, when passing one bakery, was to hear the vendor speaking with her boss uh, in English. Uh, so that I got the impression that uh, the all of the bosses there are, are not uh, from Latvia and it is uh, directly integrated with Lithuania, uh, which was uh, something uh, something new and something very different that I haven't uh, come across in any of the other chains, uh, um, neither in uh, Ikea, neither in uh, Maxima or Rimi uh, or uh, any of, of the uh, other kinds. So th- this is 
uh, a part of the uh, benefits of the European uh, free market where the, these uh, multinational companies can go around at the same time of course let, let's see how this will turn out for uh, local uh, manufacturers and producers and whether they will be able uh, to uh, sell their products and services uh, in these uh, big chains too and hopefully this new shopping mall will improve whole overall atmosphere in the uh, Changrax neighborhood. Exactly, because uh, that is probably one of the places in Riga that uh, was missing uh, this uh, center that would provide not only um, a variety of shops but also a number of these the services and entertainment. As um, Changrax was one of the micro districts that were built, you had the residential buildings like in Changrax, in Imanta, in Portiems, but they built the residential buildings and forgot or didn't have the money to build a place where people can spend their time uh, and not having uh, to go uh, to the center of the city. So, and, and now we should wait for similar shopping mall in Bulgaria. Oh yes, <laughs> because it, it is Easy. interesting that uh, um, the Lidl apparently will have one of their shops in uh, Sarkandaugo, which is also quite far from the center. So probably Bulgaria uh, will not have to wait uh, very long to see this. Fingers crossed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so good luck and uh, greetings. Uh, to uh, Balderaya. If we uh, look at uh, some other developments in the Latvian society, uh, it is interesting to see that uh, Latvians on average are happier than they have ever been, according uh, to a recent poll. Uh, of course, uh, as the, the central um, uh, office of statistics, uh, the central bureau of statistics has uh, noticed, uh, it is of course uh, more the case for people with uh, with uh, with more means uh, and uh, better uh, health and education, um, rather. But at the same time, uh, on the average, the situation is much better. Uh, well, but uh, while uh, much better, um, Olives, uh, do you uh, agree with this observation? Do you feel much better, let's say, this year than you have in uh, years before in, in regard to your economic situation, uh, education, opportunities, your health? Uh, uh, sure, I feel, I feel much better. <laughs> I think uh, Latvians really can enjoy all freedoms of mobility, education, you can express yourself as you want. You have all opportunities you can have uh, in this country. Uh, you just uh, have to take it. Uh, exactly. And we are really among the, uh, let's say, 30 or 40 uh, most uh, prosperous, stable and uh, secure countries. And uh, more and more people start to uh, feel these benefits uh, as well. But uh, perhaps I, I also had a, um, a theory that perhaps they did this poll when the uh, good weather uh, began and so that people saw the sunshine and the warmth and um, the, and probably that might had yeah, part of the... It not good in November or, or December. Oh, oh, oh yes, that, that probably explains why they don't like do these polls like after the national holidays or something when we really have like, cold uh, winter time. Uh, so uh, anyhow, that is good news. What is not so good news mm. is some other 
unfortunately tradition that has come uh, to Latvia with the beginning of the spring. Yeah, and people are going crazy every spring, uh, burning old grass in Latvia. Yeah. And there is play of words, which is in Latvia, old grass is named Kula. And there was a joke. Oh, yes. With the foreigner asking a Latvian, why is the old grass burning? And he answered, that's cool. Uh, so that's cool yeah but it's not cool fires and fire accidents people hurt and properties damaged so Mm -hmm. i remember that the last year some of the results of this not so very cool activity could also be felt in the riga city because one of the grass fires parish uh, west of jurmala was so intense that it actually ignited a peat bog as a result, this large territory with flammable and uh, smoky peat went up in uh, flames and the smoke from this actually came to Riga. And I believe that for the first time in my life, I saw smog in Latvia. I, I went over one of the bridges in Riga and it all felt like uh, musky and uh, dusty. And then I understood, oh yes, it, it is all those billows of smoke coming from uh, tens of kilometers away and uh, of course it is not only this unpleasantness for uh, city people or um, the the people who are living nearby but of course the danger to people and their homes and also the wildlife which uh, has for example for the wildlife which is living in these uh, grasslands and bringing up offspring And uh, if you ever see a situation like this uh, in or around the countryside, we advise you to call uh, 112 and uh, to call for the firefighters to deal with this situation. And uh, let us remind to uh, all our expats who might be living in the countryside that uh, burning uh, the old grass from the previous year rather than uh, disposing of it uh, in another manner is illegal and uh, you will get a severe punishment for this. And now let's talk about the key international news of this week. This time I would like to Uh, keep our attention to the Baltic region, to our neighbors of Estonia and Lithuania. Estonia has had two important uh, news uh, that also have an effect in regard to Latvia. First of them is the government talks, as uh, recently Estonia had a new parliament elected, and there uh, the party which did not hold the prime ministership got the biggest amount of seats. And as a result, president has nominated uh, Ms. Kalas, the leader of the Reform Party, uh, to try to form a government. Ms. Kalas is uh, looking for support from Social Democrats uh, to outbid the former Prime Minister uh, Yiri Ratas from the Centre Party, who has already offered an alternative government. The Centre Party, which came in second after the Reform Party, has already signed an agreement with two other parties, uh, the Conservative Fatherland and ECRE, uh, which has been labelled by some as a populist party. Uh, so this new development might not change the government uh, in substance very much, uh, yet it might end up uh, having more non-centrist politicians among decision-makers in Estonia. And the other news is that the 
Estonian president, who uh, has his mind on the new government, has also put out an important foreign policy statement expressing her wish to meet the Russian president during her visit to Russia when opening the renovated Estonian embassy in Moscow this month. Uh, the press secretary to the Russian president Peskov has confirmed that such a meeting is being prepared. At the same time, uh, several local Estonian politicians have questioned this and have asked for the president of Estonia to better explain such a decision to the society. I believe that it is clear that uh, communication has to be continued with such a neighbor as is Russia, uh, yet uh, I hope that it is part of coordinated activity and uh, will be in the context of the common policies uh, towards Russia. Uh, Olives, uh, I know that you have a special connection to Estonia, as you also have a family there. What do we uh, make of uh, these developments regarding government and foreign policy? Uh, what would be your opinion on this? Estonians are perceived to be, comparatively to Latvians and Lithuanians, kind of having a strict position towards Russia. So, if that would be a case when uh, President of Estonia meet Mr. Putin, if she will say some hard words to him, kind of stop it in Ukraine <laughs> and leave us with your hybrid attacks. Yeah, that would be great. So we'll see whether it will just be some formal official statements or the reiteration of common positions or perhaps some new policy aspects that we do not know yet. So if that's the case, uh, what you mentioned, then uh, the Estonian president will have the chance to show leadership both in her country and uh, from the region and wider alliance in um, sharing the concerns and uh, telling Russia what our conditions are in normalizing the relationship and reconstructing the security architecture in Europe, which, as you mentioned in the last uh, broadcast, was severely disturbed uh, by the activities in Ukraine. And that is an evaluation that I, I, I agree uh, very much. And the many issues connected with Russia are not a figment of imagination, especially if we look at uh, other developments that uh, continues to put the intentions of Russia in the Baltic states uh, in question. And that brings us to our next international news, uh, which is that on Wednesday, Lithuanian citizen uh, Romanos Shashelis was convicted of spying for Russia uh, in Lithuania and will serve seven years in prison. What we could understand from the decision of uh, Klaipad Court was that he collected information uh, on the port facilities in Klaipada, which is the third largest city in Lithuania and uh, the key port of the country by the Baltic Sea. And uh, he apparently spied on Lithuanian and NATO naval ships stationed there, uh, infrastructure of a liquid natural gas terminal, as well as a Klaipada oil company. And uh, if we remember the liquid natural gas terminal, that is an object uh, that has allowed Lithuania and the Baltic region to challenge the Gazprom monopoly in providing uh, natural gas for uh, heating and for energy for the Baltic states. The court established that it was provided under the request and for the benefit of Russian intelligence. And uh, uh, we have to recall that since 2014, uh, five people in 
Although uh, none of the information was uh, classified, uh, the court in Klaipad established that it was provided under the request and for the benefit of Russian intelligence. And if we review history, since 2014, uh, five people in Lithuania have been convicted of this crime and currently another investigation is ongoing. So it will be interesting to hear what the president of Estonia will say in her meeting uh, in uh, Moscow and what part uh, events like this will play in uh, her statements and in her conversation with the president of Russia. And if we look uh, a little bit further from uh, Klaipada in Palanga, a very well-known Lithuanian uh, resort uh, town, also with historical connections to Latvia, uh, on Monday there was a meeting of Baltic, Nordic and Visegrad foreign ministers. And there they met uh, to align positions on such issues as uh, relations with China, uh, Brexit and uh, common stances in regard to some such uh, questions. When talking about China, the foreign minister of Latvia gave a number of interviews and he told that uh, European Union has to reevaluate its position in regard to China and that uh, the common strategy of looking at things black and white uh, is not a strategy that should be pursued uh, further on uh, if we take uh, the human rights and economy in the balance. Uh, because um, the role of China has changed, especially in Asia, and also economically the situation uh, is different. So the European Union has to find a way how to keep standing by its values at, at the same time as engaging China and uh, receiving benefit from points of common interest, such as situation in Afghanistan, uh, Central Asia, global warming, and so on. And now, putting aside the wide variety of uh, fascinating yet uh, sometimes tiring political news, uh, let's turn uh, to sports. And here I'll give floor to Olives to tell about events that have created a variety of emotions to all fans of Latvian sports. Thanks, Otto. I'm happy uh, to update you on my running activities uh, last week. Oh, please do. <laughs> we did great run along the Riga Jurmal shore last week. And as I ran, uh, I, I did my 10Ks, you did your 4. And as, as I was running further, for the first time, I saw a real baby seal mm -hmm. lying on the sand and uh, he was uh, of the size of a middle-sized dog mm -hmm. he was moving his tail and also rolling his eyes <laughs> <laughs> he must have been impressed about your That's running because right. he cannot do that of course <laughs> and when i run back uh, baby seal was already surrounded by a group of people probably a family and the little girl was approaching him and I hope she didn't came too close. For the occasion of meeting a seal at the shore, instructions are displayed. Basically says that people are asked not to touch the seal, not to throw them back in the water mm -hmm. or take them off the shore to pet <laughs> them, for example. Yeah. 
Sometimes uh, people think that seal is in trouble and bring them to the zoo or another place. So please don't do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially the part about throwing them back yeah. into the sea. <laughs> Just leave him alone. <laughs> yeah, because um, the, if you remember one of our previous episodes, uh, we mentioned this announcement from the agency that deals with protecting nature. And one of the reasons why the seals are out on the beach is, uh, per, is uh, that on the one hand, similarly like... Uh, similarly, like Olives and I, uh, we we enjoyed our run uh, and we enjoyed the Latian spring at last. And also for the baby seals, uh, the water is still very cold and uh, for them to go on the beach is a chance to have a rest and to also gather a little bit of the very nice and very rare Latvian sun and then after recuperating to go back into the sea so that is very good advice yeah, Olives. And, and really please don't come too close uh, don't feed him as he might be too frightened and actually he can bite you yeah That's or get uh, disorientated yeah and if you have to take a picture then please do not use the flash because it's a uh, probably also not good uh, for the seal's eyes as uh, in the sea of course under the water it's very dark i would expect that their vision is much more sensitive to light than is ours and if you are walking your pets for example your dog or you have uh, small children with you then please be uh, very cautious mm -hmm. not to let them too close to the sea i got some sports news as well mm -hmm. Our ice hockey and basketball players performed very well last week. Latvian NHL ice hockey forward player Zemgus Girgensons with Buffalo Sabres was successful and they beat Red Wings of Detroit. Basketball player Radion Kuruts gained 11 points for Brooklyn Nets and this time they beat Milwaukee Bucks. And also we wish good luck to our tennis player Aliona Ostapenko as she will be beginning Bogota tournament playing against the high ranking tennis player. Ostapenko ranks 31st among world's best tennis players. And it was impressive to see that for the tournament in Colombia, as you mentioned, uh, she was uh, selected as a number one and will be the first one to go. Yeah, right. I'm glad that we have had a number of uh, good news. And I also hope that the baby seal will be all right so that the next time we are running there, we won't disturb them uh, anymore. <laughs> Now let's go from sports to uh, history to understand more about Latvia and how everything uh, is today. And let's talk about two people who have made a big impression for the way how Latvia is today. One of them uh, being in the military sense, uh, while other being from the realm of art. On April the 4th, 1859, David Simonsons, the first chief of defense of Latvia, was born in Valmir Parish. A veteran of Russo-Japanese and the First World Wars, he retired from military service with the rank of Major General in 1917. And I believe Olives can affirm this, that Major General is the highest rank in the army. Right. 
and he retired only to return to the military in 1919 to serve for the Latvian army only a year after the Republic of Latvia was established. Uh, he was chosen as the first chief of defense of the freshly united northern and southern Latvian brigades. His decisive action in October 1919 revoking the order to withdraw from Riga, saved our capital city from being lost to the forces of Bermans. And in 1919, he also served as the second Minister of Defense of Republic of Latvia. And if you ever have the chance uh, to visit the Ministry of Defense, you will see a gallery of uh, ministers and uh, chiefs of defense. And so for David Simonsons, uh, his picture is on both of these lines. So a person who did very much both on the tactical and operational level, but also strategically in helping to build up our freshly created defense forces. If we turn to the art world, we have to remember April 7, uh, 1894, when Karli Zemdega, a very notable sculptor of Latvia, was born in Tsirava near Aispute, that is, in the western part of Latvia. He developed his drawing skills early on in his childhood. However, he was struck by, by great tragedy when he became affected by bone tuberculosis, that inflicted problems for his spine, long bones and the joints for the rest of his life. Despite this, he persevered, moved to Riga to study drawing, painting and sculpting, and graduated from the Academy of Art and began teaching there, tutoring also privately and working on custom orders to provide for himself and his family. His most famous works are related to the best-known poet Rainis, including the memorial monument at his tomb and his statue in red granite that we all have seen at Esplanade, right in the heart of Riga. This, the latter, is the place of annual Days of Poetry, hosted around Rainis' birthday in September. In addition, uh, Zemdega was the author of monuments to the freedom fighters in the Latvian independence war in Rauna, Talsi, Duobele and Ruina. In my opinion, uh, the monument of Rainis in Esplanade is uh, one of the most successful objects of monumental art in around uh, central Riga. Would you agree, Olives? Absolutely. This is uh, one of the most important monuments for Latvian culture. Yeah, I have also enjoyed a number of days of poetry that have happened there and also it was funny to see uh, probably not for only one year that when when there is the midsummer time also known as Jani the sculpture of Rhinus has had a leaf wreath put on top of its head, mm-hmm. uh, remembering that uh, the real name of Rhinus was Jan Spliekshans, so he has a name day on Midsummer. So probably some students or someone who was uh, athletic enough to put the, that on their head had done so, and it actually didn't look that bad. It was also actually quite amusing. <laughs> Now uh, let me mention uh, some of the ideas for you what to do in the coming week. For our organ music fans, uh, you can enjoy short organ concerts in uh, Riga Duom Cathedral every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday of April at noon, uh, including the next week. To our friends of nature, uh, we recommend to visit the Latvian Museum of Nature, which hosts the traditional orchid and tropical flower exhibition between Wednesday and Sunday. 
to all of our listeners who are fans of ballet. Uh, we recommend you to go tomorrow to Riga Congress Hall at uh, 7 p.m. where a fiery Georgian ballet by Lelo and Givi Kbilashvili will, uh, will visit Riga and will show the great beauty of traditional Georgian dancing uh, to anyone. And as I mentioned, I have been to Georgia and seen the very beautiful traditional dancing at a Georgian wedding. I can recommend to all of you to go and visit this event. To those fans of dance who would rather see something more oriental than this, the Beijing Dance Academy will give a concert at the Wef Palace of Culture on April the 10th. And if we turn from the east to the west, you can see the American folk and bluegrass band Comatose giving a free concert in Zemelblasma Palace of Culture on Tuesday at uh, 7.30 p.m. Uh, last but not least, all fans of uh, automobiles are welcome uh, to visit Tipsala Exhibition Hall, which will host the International Auto Industry Exhibition showing some of the newest achievements by the industry and show a lot of impressive vehicles that we could all certainly dream of having. Thank you for joining us for the 23rd time in looking at the whirlpool of domestic and international news important for Latvia, including that of course of the baby seal. And um, it was a pleasure to discuss this with my co-host of today, Mr. Olaf Snickers. Uh, thank you very much and have a great week uh, to you all. Enjoy spring and I wish you all successful week. Thank you, Olafs. Thank you, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs>